Welcome back to What Have You. I am Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. We only skipped one week this time, guys. I, I have to tell you that I just got a text on my, from, and I, <laughs> it's the best ever text to get while podcasting. It says this, adding a hundred pounds of fish to your car is only like bringing along a 12 year old girl <laughs> who didn't bathe. <laughs> It's a great text. And I have to tell you that this is the pitfalls, the pitfalls of my life. I can't tell if this is a podcast or if this is having teenagers and it would have happened anyways. But I really left the cat out of the bag when I told you all on the podcast, as I've told you not once, but hundreds of times probably, okay. that okay. when you're really behind on life, yeah, get, get ahead on, on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I feel too known, too seen. <laughs> my, when when I found myself crafting up Christmas gift tags <laughs> the other day, all of my kids are like, whoa, things, mom, mom, you're off the chain now because I'm like, not only, oh, yeah. We have the block party coming up, which is just a lot of stuff. It's just a lot going on, you know? And in the midst of that, I get just seized with this must yeah. figure out the Christmas gift wrap immediately. And like if I is, don't, if it I can't don't, happen. nothing can happen. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. and then when I'm in the middle of that, as well as trying to organize back to this text I just got from a friend. When I find myself trying to organize a ride for the fresh tuna I'm buying. <laughs> Is this for the black party? No. It's because I want a canned tuna. You just want 100 pounds of tuna. And the her. albacore, Becca, they're running. They're running on the coast of Oregon right now. It's the mm. time to buy Oregon albacore. We must. Yeah. And so we I'm must just away. Ivy, we must. A break like... of day to buy the tuna. <laughs> Otherwise... How will Christmas happen? I know. No one will be able to have Christmas if I don't get a ride for the tuna. And and everyone looks at you like, in what world is That's canning hilarious. your own tuna That's the big thing hilarious. going right now? But it is. Yeah, but it is. Well, I, I'm having a whole hilarious set of intricacies in my life. But one of them is that I'm hanging fabric on walls in the back room of a coffee shop mm. attached to the college. And it is a crazy little room with nooks and mm. and slanty ceilings here and there. It's basically, basically like I've decided to upholster a very complicated but very large room. So that's what, that's what I've been doing. And decided to change the lights. So I'm doing it in the dark. There's, Ooh. <laughs> because we ripped out all the fluorescent lights. It sounds like so, great thinking. So we've got that. Then we've got Grace Agenda next week. I'm trying to finish this room. Then we have all the events starting last night at my house. And so life is very zippy. But we had just gotten, like maybe six months ago, a little car that, like we have the big sequoia for hauling all the things which is being used right now to haul all mm. of the tables and chairs back from the event to my house you know so we have like that we have the the old beater truck that's like a 67 truck for doing dump runs mm -hmm. and then we got a little car so that if ben and i are traveling we can like drive to the airport leave it yeah you know um so we have this car fresh and um, 
last time we were on a trip, well, it was when we went to Zambia. We left the car so the kids could have two while we were gone. Hmm. Because it was like, it was a long trip. So it was like, it would be helpful for them to have both cars. Sure. So we specially organize it so that one of them drops us at the airport. Yeah. Got in it. the little car. Well, Judah drives it to work casually, as one does. Parks it. Goes to work. And it just happened to be parked right in front of Lex and Belle's apartment. So, hmm. Belle happens to be looking out the window when this outrageous deed happened. But <laughs> there was a woman up the hill from where the car was parked. Backing out of the library parking lot, I think. Starts coming backwards down the hill. Seems to, like we're just piecing this together, but panics and floors it, but in reverse. <laughs> and it comes roaring backwards down the hill real fast. And I assume that what she must have done is if you were rolling backwards and thought you were in drive, you would floor it to try to go forward. Maybe. You know what I mean? Or maybe she thought it was the brake, but I think it was I the gas. I have thought of the brake more than flooring it. But yeah, I get but it. I get thought, what yeah, if you thought, yeah. I've got to turn this Whatever around. Whatever the case, yeah. she doubled down on the acceleration going backwards down a hill. From the library parking lot's a long way away, though. It is a long way away. That's and like so, a block. So it must have been... <laughs> I think it's about like half a block, but still. No, because you have to cross. Maybe it's she had to go up. through. And... She must have been backing out of an intersection or something. Because the, uh, the library Maybe. parking lot would Maybe. be like a full block. It, but she okay. had a head of steam. Okay. Because it. she comes ru- rushing down the hill backwards. Smashes into the car. Knocks it way out into the intersection. And totals both cars. And had to get taken away in an ambulance because she hurt her arm somehow. Oh, no. So... It was a whole big scene and totally wrecked the car. And so <laughs> it's just gone. It's oh, gone. No, from but us. she had insurance? Well, it's one of those things where they basically they'll pay for almost the car. Yeah. But not really the car. And definitely not for another car. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> so it's like you're going through a random day and then zap. <laughs> what the time Lord took we, away a car. And we, it's when okay. I, when it's our okay. kids were little we had a minivan that really was it was the minivan that got us to the place where we loved minivans like where okay. we bought it it was the one with like it was great it was a great yeah. little Honda minivan sure. we were big fans of that minivan at that time and it was parked out in front of our house mm-hmm. on a in the wee hours of a Sunday morning on a wide open street <laughs> and it got totaled <laughs> by by a woman and this was weird I never felt like there was adequate explanations given for how the heck did this happen. <laughs> she was, must have been going pretty fast. I don't know. Can't tell. Not sure. Back left tire of our minivan. She hit with her front right tire and she drove up the side of the minivan. <laughs> So, not, not like, I mean, you wouldn't think that that would be possible, but she, so she hit it and it crushed in that whole side of the minivan, but she flipped her own car. So we just hear this amazing noise and it was on a level street. So it just seemed remarkable that that could happen. And you, we open the curtain and there is our minivan sitting there with the upside down car beside it. And 
she it was really weird she sh i mean it was super loud and it, but that also totaled the minivan that we loved we never got that one back <laughs> well it's funny because it's just sort of like you had a car and then god said not anymore you don't and it's so it's really funny because we have now just the one car in the truck so the shenanigans that have been going on when it's like Somebody has to drive to Lewiston to pick up 50 tables, not 50 tables, 50 chairs and eight yeah. tables. And so then anyhow, that's why I'm here in Belle's van instead of my own car. It's just a musical car. It's just lifetime. But let me tell you something yeah. great that happened this last week. Actually, so many great things happened. Yeah. Also, my Christmas gift tags are cute. And that's one of the great things. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, but... My parents moved out. They moved oh, out of our basement, so which fun. we really will miss them. But yeah. they moved into their own house, and I just you that's know, been a long. If I could stop and do a little tribute, I, oh, this is the tribute I would you like to should. give. Which is that our speaking of musical cars, we did a greater musical houses yeah, endeavor through through the last several years. But one of the things is their their new house is just beautiful it's it so is. beautiful it it's is. everything that mom I mean like it's above and beyond what I think she probably ever thought she would live mm -hmm. in you know it's a beautiful mm -hmm. little house and the thing is is that it was so sweet to see that they moved in on her birthday and it is a big deal if you think about it that what was it five five years ago years. five years ago dad told mom that they he thought that they really needed to move in with his dad to care for him because it had gotten to the point of his life and grandpa did not want to leave his house and there was really no one like mm -hmm. it was kind of like this is yeah. our job now yeah. like this is time for us to go and so in in so much faith and joy to the point that I don't think either of us like I would say we know that there were things that were hard about it mm -hmm. and moments that were hard mm -hmm. but I never mom never complained about no. just no. leaving their house to move into grandpa's little house that had a lot more troubles in it <laughs> and they couldn't have the whole I mean it was much harder to have the whole family there like it oh, yeah. dramatically shifted in terms of life calling and perception of what you're for and what you're doing oh, yeah. and like just massive shift for totally. mom from being like I'm the hostess of all the family things to I'm gonna go live somewhere else and do totally yeah. other things and yeah. and kind of and as grandpa faded through the years being less able to leave like needing oh, to yeah. stay kind of having it be more and more like having a baby yeah. at home that you yeah. needed to stay and and caring for someone just on such a basic level. But all of this, you guys, they joyfully did while just letting go of their house. Like, they, they, we lived in their house for a year while we built our house. Mm -hmm. And then we moved in here and they gave the house for a year to a family that was in need. And yep. then they sold their house. Mm -hmm. And they, so mom has kind of been homeless for five years while making home everywhere. Like, making sweet, like, sweet, totally. wonderful, beautiful 
home spaces because we all still love to go visit them at grandma and grandpa's it was so oh, homey there always, yeah. it's just it was not her house and then we finished our basement to have a place for them so when grandpa passed away they sold his house and moved into our basement while they built yep. their house yep so we just they lived here for a year maybe a little more than a year or right about a year it's been so. about a year that they lived in our basement being the best ever downstairs neighbors i'm going to be quite sad to have them <laughs> it was the best commute to go visit mom and dad just I know. pop down well the stairs. we were a little bugged when they left grandpa and grandpa, grandpa's house because they were right around the corner from us so you could just go downstairs we could just walk around the corner and then it was and like oh man now they're in now their own house all the way but, out <laughs> but really the thing that I just was delighted by is it is just what a sweet, like, the testimony, it's not like, oh, they did something terrible. They did something beautiful mm -hmm. all along. Mm -hmm. And now mom has her, a beautiful space. Yeah. But she's been living without her own furniture stuff. her own stuff her own it's dishes so her own space her stuff again. It's, yes it's like out all of the sudden she's in a new spot and the thing is is that it's such an encouragement to see someone go through pretty dramatic personal upheaval in terms of what have i what am i called to mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and it's going to keep going because now she's going to be like reorienting to having a house that you can have people yeah. and being all yeah. you know and anyways I'm just saying, it's a big shout out that I felt like it was a really sweet it's a good shout out. It was it a was really, really sweet good. bookend to a five years of yeah. kind of a nomadic faithfulness <laughs> around, you know, just be, but being just open handed and easygoing and yeah. like, ha and I'm yeah. just, I mean, it's funny to say I'm so thankful for them, but so proud of them also. Like, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so thankful that they made that seem easy. Exactly. That we did not run into them all the time to have them be like, oh, it's just we don't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, if you yeah. know the Femina, all of you listeners of the Femina podcast, you'll notice it was not called the We Don't Have a House Right Now podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like further updates about the drama uh -huh. of my life mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. that are, anyways. That's it. Okay, oh, I have sweet, something to say about that, though. Sweet thing. This is something I was talking to um, Jemima about the other day. And I was telling her about some of these... I think she was telling me that there was a real trend of kind of Instagram reels from moms at home with children who set up the camera sort of in the kitchen and then go put on their prairie dress somewhere and then come back and they walk around mournfully with a baby and then talk about how underappreciated they are as a homemaker and people they just, go put on a prairie well, dress she's like you i don't know they, they have come, a they come dress. back in wearing a you know like they set it all up clearly they walk into the room like they have clearly already set up their phone somewhere then they come in in their dress with their baby and their they're sad and mistreated because the culture just doesn't appreciate the work that they do and the sacrifices they make and the this and the that. And I was like, I know, because I just saw this this one and it was like a picture, that a selfie a woman had of her and her baby. And it was all this big, like, 
to the mean people at church today who didn't see me and didn't it has a big like dear mamas everywhere you're just not people are unkind and you know like this kind of stuff and Jemima had a really good observation when she was like I do think that if you are the kind of person who sees humor in the funny things of life and you treasure it up to tell people at dinner the funny thing that happened. It does get you a long way. <laughs> that people laugh at. Whatever. She was like, it actually then shifts how you approach your day. Because if you're going to tell a funny story later, it actually shifts how you experience it in the moment, right? Is you're seeing the humor of it right now and you're going to tell it later to somebody yeah. who's going to think it's funny. Well, that's for sure how I got but, through a lot of the times with when all the kids were really yeah, little. Yeah, 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 Is you're like, don't forget it, Rachel. Remember. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's yeah. important what just happened with the Cheerios. It's important <laughs> to this narrative. <laughs> but if you're the kind of person that wants to tell a tragic tale of suffering and mistreatment, that is also going to affect your day-to-day Let's be real. interactions. If you can watch Anne Shirley get in a canoe to be the lady of Shalott <laughs> and you can watch it while feeling like this seems like a great idea <laughs> uh, or but but you see what I'm saying like if you're gonna go and you're gonna make a poignant yeah. Instagram reel later about the way that someone at the grocery store was a sort of demeaning about you and your role and doesn't see if you're that kind of person and that's the way you're gonna craft the narrative later it is gonna affect your day and your readiness to be that character all day, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, you're ready, constantly so available to this, receive bad This ties into treatment. what I'm saying is the way mom and dad were about their houses, <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, if you are ready to feel like a noble martyr, mm-hmm. then, and you're going to tell that story, and you're going to have the camera set up so that you can shine in that role... It is going to affect how you face everything. Yeah, and how you look for it. And, and you're looking for how do I frame this narrative. And you Yeah, can it's, either... actually, it's actually like choosing the filter that you're going to yes. put on it. You're yes. choosing the muted sorrow tones for your particular <laughs> time. I, or you could be the sort of person who's going to, you're going to see the humor, you're going to see the funniness, you're going to yeah. craft the narrative that way. And I, I do think that there are people who can never take anything seriously and they make everything into a joke and, and nothing is sacred, sort of, and I think that that's wrong. But the kind of person who can go through difficulty with a smile is just a more godly approach. Well, than- okay, but this is the thing that I I want to say this because because this is because this is the thing. God made the body. And he made people with very different natural instincts and Are natural... you speaking of the macro, the body of Christ? Yes, Church. Sorry. Okay. All right. um, We're not talking about Gnosticism right now? No. Okay. But the thing that I guess I'm trying to say is that I don't want to ever think that everyone needs to approach life the way I am. No. This has come up on no. the, to my attention because I was tagged today in a canon video of myself Mm. and um because they like posted a snippet from a webinar i did sure and it is a webinar where it is a snippet 
of when I'm telling moms to be the alpha dog, essentially. Okay. And uh, more, it was like answering a question about what do you do if you're like if your little kid tells you they hate you. Oh. Mm-hmm. And and this snippet, I didn't watch it. I just saw I, I the snippet might be longer. And I only vaguely remember it. So okay. I, but I saw the comments on it was a lot of people being like, this is, it was basically, it, I'm paraphrasing. This is not true for people who are not like you kind of oh. like if your instincts, basically you're a super black and white or logical person. So you don't struggle with your emotions kind of, you don't struggle like, and I was saying in the clip, I'm telling people, so like, say your child says, I hate you. And my point at the time is that I was saying, don't, first of all, it's a massive strategic error to get emotional mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. a little kid does something like mm-hmm. this to you. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, it, especially with little boys, you do not want to give over the reins to no. mom and her joy and her day by saying, here, let me show you how successful that is at yeah. you becoming the boss of how the day is going mm-hmm. if you just say something ugly. And whatever, there's a lot of context. But people are just saying this is not... Kind of like this is not realistic. Because I was sure. saying you need to just roll into and you're not allowed to be a liar. So right. we are right. going to go confess Mm -hmm. our sin, Mm -hmm. get things right. You're going to not do that. And the reality is it needs to not be an emotional explosion. Now I'm not saying that your children should be incapable of hurting you or like saying like, like I think, I think what I'm trying to say is that what you're describing Mm -hmm. in this Instagraminess is a version of the person who sees themselves as a real feeler. Like, I am tender. Sure. I am very emotional. It's incredibly difficult for me to control my emotions. So if somebody says something to me, it's not even, though, that they don't... Um, I guess what I'm... I mean, I'm, this is just... Maybe I'm not even being very clear. But it's not even if they think that they ought to be emotional. It's, a, it's far more of a struggle for them than it appears to be for me when I'm talking about it. Okay. Right? You, Becca, you go through, like, if you think about when you drive through a car wash with the big foam beater brushes whipping the car, that's kind of the Merkel lifestyle is to (laughs) blow through the car washes, the car washes of things going wrong. Like the car washes of your parked car getting totaled (laughs) or the, or the... Sure. Doing event dishes in your bathtub or yeah, having the yeah. tree drop up something <laughs> that knocks the trim straight down your sewer pipe. <laughs> like the Merkel lifestyle yeah. is this. And mm. and it mm. has to be said that the that the Merkel spiritual gift is laughing through the trials. <laughs> right? Jemima's been going through a nomadic lifestyle of her own, of her that, own. Is, that is world beater bizarre that through things falling apart. And, and so she's looking at things like this and thinking what a absolute devastation my life would be if I took this approach. Can like you imagine? If I, oh, it'd yeah. be awful. Yeah. Like if I took this, if I thought mm-hmm. to myself, mm-hmm. what the world needs is me live broadcasting my difficulties 
to oh, yeah. them, yeah. then it would be awful. And and I okay. Um, this is really this is unthought of that we were talking about this. Yeah, I know. But you could be tempted that way and fight it with humor. Oh, absolutely. And not it's not the humor is not because there's not a temptation. Yeah. The humor yeah. is actually the weapon. It's oh, yeah. sort of the laughter is warfare and laughter can it be spiritual warfare. warfare in your own it life. Is. It can be like absolutely is. And um, I had some time, long time ago, things didn't go well in this conversation in the long run. And so the reason I know about it is because it has come back up as someone's great burden of grief against me. So, oh, okay. so what I'm telling you is this is not my hot tips for how to make people like you forever, but it is, <laughs> however, my, I still stand by it. Okay. So, all right. I was morning sick and so was this other person. Okay. And, but what she wanted in this fellowship was to be sad about it. Yeah. Right. And to be like, uh, like this is just so hard and right. so miserable. And it is, guys. I yeah. let me hasten <laughs> to the front of the line to say that being morning sick yeah. is the pits. Like it is <laughs> and it is spiritual warfare all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> like like twenty four seven spiritual yeah. warfare about yeah. myself not going down the drain into self pity and all kinds of things. But because she wanted to share this burden mm. that we were sort of having. And at the time, I was, I was, one cannot really analyze this, but if you measure it in whether you're puking or not, I was, I was outdoing her yeah, in my sure. illness. I was outdoing, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was experiencing yeah. a more explosive lifestyle at the yeah. time. Anyways, right. all this is to say, I told her, if you want someone to feel sorry for you, it is not me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I will not do this. And I did explain it at the time. I cannot allow myself any of that. No, no quarter. And I was like, no quarter. No quarter. The only things allowed in my mental lifestyle right now are A, humor. Like, mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. laugh about how bad this is. And B, gratitude. But if we start getting into any any yeah. other scenes are too dangerous. But also, I will say, just because those are the rules for yourself in such times doesn't mean you always abide by them. You slip. You oh. stumble. You have to put yourself back together in because fact, you did maybe, cry. Maybe the reason... <laughs> you know, maybe you maybe did the re- have an well, awful day. Just to you be clear. whatever. Just to be clear, crying about it, I would not say was stumbling. No. If I cried because... I was struggling, but I was also being grateful and just giving it to God. Then it's not like the crying or the fact that it was hard was, you know, like I'm just like saying when just Luke because cooked, when Luke cooked chicken once in our house, <laughs> in our old house on Sunnyside, and he came into the room to find me crying with my head out the window <laughs> while it was raining out the window, laying on the bed, laying on the bed with my head drooping out the window, weeping in the rain because someone was <laughs> cooking chicken. That was a simultaneous episode of me being funny and recognizing that this was a funny story at the same time as I yeah. was being actually pretty emotionally overcome. <laughs> 
saying it's just because you make the like this is my standard. Does, Does not mean, mean that oh, I, it's easy and no, I never my mess standard, up. My standard means that's what I keep repenting well, and re, okay. reformulating I this to. I think I probably, I can't imagine I haven't told this on the podcast, but not for a long time. But I remember a very formative moment for me was the moment where you tip over into like, it's not just one or two kids now. We have a little herd, and yeah. they are all reckless, and they are all doing crazy no stuff one, all the no time. No one in this whole house can <laughs> find their own shoes or pajamas <laughs> no. or nothing. And I was big pregnant, I think, with heroes, so it was number four. Oh, yeah, which meant I know. That I had three kids who were under three, and I was big pregnant with number four, and I had to get something out from under the bed that was at the far corner mm-hmm. of a bed that was against the wall, and so I... Went down on my stomach, but you can't be flat on your stomach. Uh-huh. So, oh, I think you're being brought a baby. So oh, hold good. this thought, everyone. That's I'm, okay. You can keep talking. Keep telling this story. And so... Hey, mister. Hold on. Let me scoot the chair back. So that Look at this little Hi. Peanut. How you doing, friend? <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, Hi. Oh, my <laughs> word. He's so sweet. So anyway, I go, I go to get under the bed to get out whatever it was. I can't reach it. So I'm using like a hanger or a stick of some sort trying to reach the thing, you know? Yeah. And I can't, you can't be flat on your stomach. So you're kind of weirdly on your side and then wedged under the bed and it had a bed skirt on it. (laughs) So once you go under, you're in there. Mm. And I, I go under, I'm claustrophobic. I can't reach whatever it is. And Knox, who was three, came and sat down on the <laughs> back half of me, you know, pinning me completely. And now I can't see him. And I'm like, Knox, you have to get off. But I can't reach the bed skirt because it's perfect. Everything because about this is like, ideal. And so probably Gemma <laughs> sat on me too. Like, I don't even know. But like, I'm, I am now weirdly jammed under the bed. And I can't get the dust ruffle up to say, okay, guys, it's time to get off. And right at this precise moment, my contact pops out (laughs) (laughs) into a dust bunny, I'm sure. So I had this moment under the bed of seeing before me two clear paths that I could choose. (laughs) One would be to lose the bubble, cry, have a scene, and the other one... Get out of there just so you could stomp and yell. (laughs) The other one was this is hilarious and I could decide to laugh and it was so obvious in that moment guys this is the thing that's so funny (laughs) is it's actually still a good story all this it was a gift that kept on giving I know but it, it was a weird spiritual moment for me and it was formative because it was like I think it was right at the moment where it was becoming I remember when I was younger and less wise Thinking, I don't understand how a parent can get frustrated. Oh, how they can lose their cool at a baby. Because, like, that's just, like, how how immature do you have to be to lose your cool Mm -hmm. at a toddler? Yeah. And then to reach the stage where there are enough (coughs) toddlers that you you really could. And so that was... (laughs) That was was a moment. Not just could. 
can, can. Do. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes say absurd things. I know I've told on the podcast about my moment where I caught myself right before telling my girls that they were not going to be allowed to have curtains ever again in their life. Like, like the, ra- the absolute rage oh, yeah. about a, a curtain mishap. I have to say, your moment, I had a moment where I was morning sick with uh, Moses, and that was a surprise, and I had just agreed to speak at a homeschool conference Mm -hmm. in Seattle. They had asked me to talk about my book. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, you can only love when you agree to talk about something. The Lord doth test, test you, you upon it. Test and you right my there. book was entitled "Fit to Burst: Abundant Abundance, Mayhem, and Joy." Okay, and yeah. I said, "Sure, I'll come talk to people about that." And then I got <laughs> pregnant, and I was puking my brains out, crying out the window about chicken, <laughs> living that kind of a life. And I remember going and and counting on the calendar. How far along will I be at the time of this mm, conference? Mm-hmm. And it was like right on when I, Lord willing, would stop puking all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was like right mm-hmm. at the end. Well, I was we were getting ready to go. It was like right around the time. Yeah. So it's been a long haul, and it was that was the pregnancy where Mom came over to our house sometime, and Blair cheerfully announced to her that her new place to keep her sneakers and <laughs> turned out to be in the fridge. That's how on it I was. And uh, anyways, there is a time. Daphne has a birthday. She gets a new bike. She rides her new bike about 50 yards before she breaks her wrist on her bike. And <laughs> happy birthday, Daphne. And I am in the house slumped in this chair because God loves us. And it's funny, all of the curtain rods are starting to sag <laughs> off of the, uh, like, you know, like where yeah. the screws are the coming screws out of the wall, coming out, the yeah. anchors are not working anymore. <laughs> our, everything is crooked in our whole house, crooked or dirty. We're keeping sneakers in the fridge. We've broken, we've broken a wrist. Uh, I think mom said she came one time in the oven rack was on the front porch and when she was sweeping there was like a whole apple core rolling around in our family. I mean, it was terrible. And Shad was a toddler and he is in a big time toddler stink pot happening. <laughs> Daphne has a bag of frozen peas on her wrist. Luke is valiantly trying to, I don't know what he's doing. We were all like in this dirty living room together having this moment. Luke is trying to deal <laughs> Luke is trying to deal with Shad who's being like a two year old stinker and uh, everything is bad. Like literally there is nothing within our sight that is going well and out of nowhere the this decorative tray that I've had hanging on the wall for like three years I mean like it's been hanging for a long time and it just falls off of the wall <laughs> Where you feel like God has just used a symbol. 
Like he is, he is just, he is just done a thing. And if I don't just think that this is outrageously funny, Mm -hmm. if I don't Mm -hmm. just be like, oh my word, like we're, we're trying so hard. Oh wow. Anyways, all that is to say, I've forever in my mind anchored that moment, that moment with the book title because it felt just like, (laughs) well, what are you going to do? Is this going to be abundance mayhem and not joy or is Uh it going to be abundance Uh mayhem and joy well and i do think that those moments are especially formative because if you decide like okay i see which way this day who you will follow And sometimes you just sometimes i feel like things just come upon you quickly and other times it's like god gives you a slow motion moment Mm -hmm. where you can see i could go left or, or I, I could, could go, go right. right. <laughs> which one shall I do? In which and direction will more greatly bless yeah. my descendants? And, so, <laughs> right. and if you decide to go right, it is a really important decision. And it's not necessarily an easy, obvious, intuitive. No, it's just that you naturally no, go that way. I Well, but I would say I do think that there's some nature some personality yeah, nature yeah, elements like some people are always combating their own fleshly impulse to despair or right, whatever right and and i think that in many ways that's just a different kind of grace to be given uh-huh. that you're not uh-huh. fighting that particular fight but but i think i just want i think this is what both of us are wanting to say is that how many times have we actually had in our life the the question of which way will you go yeah yeah. And many, many times. So I think I am, I think I was born an optimistic person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I was not born a, uh, but there are lots of times where the flesh has wanted oh, yeah. you to travel a different path. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's important to, I think, specifically decide I'm going to laugh right now and not lose the bubble. Because it is like wearing a groove in the ground, you know. Every yeah. time you decide <laughs> to go there, it it well, does your become yeah. easier because it becomes like a, a more of a well worn path. And and it doesn't mean like laugh at tragedy or anything. But oh no! And, but maybe try laughing at discomfort. You know, laugh at discomfort. Laugh at things Small that actually weren't that important. Yeah, like. Laugh at the fact that they're... Oh, man, the other day, I thought... I mean, this is gross, but it was really, but it was still really funny. Are you about to share something that we're going to need to censor? No, but it was just a hilarious moment of, like, grabbing the shower curtain, you know? The shower curtain together and going to open it and realizing... <laughs> pinching a little earwig butt right out between the two <laughs> shower curtains... Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's like not a big trial, not sure. a anything in particular. Could you just be like, mm. oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yuck. Ugh. You know, like yeah. you could, or yeah. you could get tickled about the fact that, oh, yeah. yuck-a-doodles. I <laughs> have a little earwig butt pinching, <laughs> sticking out right here. This is not what I wanted to deal with. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you feel like choosing to laugh in big situations is beyond you, right? Start laughing yeah. at 
the little things. The I just yeah. vacuumed this whole couch and then the dog and was disobedient look. when I turned my back and sat on it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and laugh about things that aren't actually right. so hard for you to laugh well, at that take that take a little practice. Like a little bit of like, okay, What's it's the, funny the that old phrase about try to get over heavy ground as lightly as possible? Yes. And the Hi, thing is, is, there really are a lot of times in life. <laughs> what? <laughs> if only we filmed. If only we filmed this podcast for everyone's educa- edification, not education. Mm-hmm. Ezra just did a big herpage upon me. <laughs> That's all right. Carry on, Becca. Yeah. Light ground. Yeah. Heavy ground. Heavy ground as lightly as possible. And I will say that the one of the ways that you can get over it lightly is by deciding to see the humor, decide to see the funny side, decide to... And it doesn't mean not acknowledging the difficult part because the difficult part has to be there in order for it to be funny in the first place. That's so, actually like that's a thing that I think people aren't don't understand a lot of the time is it wouldn't be funny if it wasn't hard. Like if if there wasn't that element of difficulty, it would not be funny. Right. Like it would be Yeah. It's not a funny it would story. Be, we to went say, to the trampoline park and everyone bounced around. Yeah. Wow. I got up. Fancy that. I had a really nice morning with coffee on the porch. Woohoo. Hilarious. And, but, and the other. (laughs) Thank you for bringing this intervention. Ezra just erped all over me during the podcast. (laughs) But guys, I had a squad of texted in a, um, actually, you want to? You want to have a little fellowship with Daphne? He's being adorable. He isn't he terribly just cute. Being his so... moon face, as Daphne says, it's waning moon yeah, face. Yeah, his little waning moon face. Oh, I got. Well, that's okay. I that's an example. I'll have to show you afterwards. I have a picture that of that I took of the big the moon, peak the moon big face. moon face followed by the moderately me. Oh my heavens! I am almost traumatized by the big moon face picture. I'm like, that's not cute. It was it's not funny. It was it's difficult. not nice. Okay. Anyways, it's true that in order for it to be a funny story, there has to be some level of conflict. Yeah. And Tension. Yeah. Has, there has to exist in the story. And if you think Tension. about your own favorite stories, movies or books or whatever, imagine if you deleted out the conflict and you only had hobbits having second breakfast all the time forever happily Mm -hmm. their little pipes that they smoked it's just sort of like that's not a story actually you know it's just not a story and so so if we enjoy it in fiction where you like to see like the challenges overcome or the difficulties conquered then realize in your own life that the challenges and the difficulties are there and could be turned into a good story, or they could turn into a right. So, and miserable. I'm not trying to use us. I I am just aware of this because I do think it's interesting when people say things like, "If you're able to control yourself in this context, it's because you don't feel 
Right. You don't feel the urge. It's like saying your kids are only well-disciplined because they're naturally well-behaved. Well, it's like saying that, but it is also true that we're all born with a different makeup. So someone could have a lot more self-control than I do and not look like it because of what their... Circumstances. Yeah, because of whatever. But it is also, I think, more important... I like. I just think it's an important principle to keep in mind, is that say you know a Christian woman who just seems very peaceful, mm-hmm. that that is probably not because she's not dealing with any. Like it may be because yeah. she's so good at trusting the Lord. Right. That what you're seeing is the fruit of that, mm-hmm. not that what mm-hmm. you're seeing is. Uh, You've never had to try. You've never had to try. And so I think, and I think that it's very easy when we fail in a particular area to think that things just come easily for people. So for me, for, for me in my endless quest to get everything organized and cleaned up and Mm -hmm. running Mm -hmm. smoothly without glitching all the time, we, we run on too many glitches in my opinion. Mm -hmm. When I see someone who does not struggle to keep their life yes. in order. Yes. That's not because they don't have stuff to do. And they don't know how to do and it. I don't, and it's actually really important that I not attribute it all to them not having... Like, it yeah. is important to recognize that there are those who are doing much better than I am yes. in this field. Yes. There are those who accomplish far better things in their weeknight yep. meals than I yep. do. There yep. are those... and But it's not because it's so easy. It's because there's a huge amount of scope for improvement for yep. all of us. And I do think people have their natural tendencies, their natural talents, their natural interests. And then we're always having to combat our own things that make us bored or things that we're not naturally good at or things that we never learned. So, yes, everybody has their own particular hand that they're dealt. But it is, I just feel like when you see someone who's good at something, whether that be quilting or organizing Mm -hmm. or laughing at life, you shouldn't assume that, well, you've just never had to try. Quilting was just something you were born good at, you know? No, and it, but it, it's like, it's actually just that it's probably a mix of those things. It's a mix of... It's the old nature mix, nurture. Totally, and, it, and it's a mix of things. It's like sometimes there are things that's, that I'm genuinely not even sort of struggling with that that somebody thinks is being hard for me and you're like I actually am not even that's actually not even a temptation for me and I'm like it's okay but other times I see this and I'm not I'm actually not talking about myself I'm talking about times when you have the privilege of seeing behind the curtain in someone's life and you do actually have a read on how Mm -hmm. hard things Mm -hmm. are being for them and you see their joy in the their manifest uh-huh. peace and well, joy and to circle back to mom. mom. Yeah, exactly. That in the middle of all of that, it would be a temptation for people to think she just has it so easy because her, Cause whatever. she doesn't care about having a house. She, she's actually <laughs> one of these people who doesn't at all mind when she, yeah. like yeah. it came and, and the reality is that God just, gives the grace for the situations that we're in. And so there's no time that you can say, I myself have to do this gracelessly. Like when I am called to this situation (laughs) and that there's just no Christian who can say, 
I can't forgive because it's not in my personality. Right. But I do think there are certain things that are commanded to all Christians regardless of temperament. And one of those is forgiving others and, and rejoicing always. And those are things that might and, come more naturally to some than to others. But it doesn't matter because God commands it to all of us. And in the places where we're weak, we need to start working on it. And yeah. So, and it's important to say just to everyone here, the fruit of the Spirit are fruit of the Spirit. Like, God does it in us. You know, yeah. like, this is a thing. It's fruit of His of His presence in our life. But it is also commanded. And so, neither of those things are wrong. To say yeah. it's all Jesus and to say, work on it. Yeah. Like, exactly. those two things. Like, should you work on it by thinking, I can do this in my strength? No. But should you work on it by saying, Lord, give me it's, what I need. Yeah. I lack the faith to think that and this is funny right now. work out what God works in first. And so, <coughs> you know, we can only do it through his strength. But we are required to do it. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, it is a real, it's a mashup here. Because it is a commanded thing. And it is fruit that can only be gotten through yeah. the spirit uh, in our life. So if you don't have it, you don't get to blame the Holy Spirit for not having done it. You ask the <laughs> Lord to do like you ask yeah. him to work this out. And yeah. this is a little, a little hot tip for everyone. If this is you like ask the Lord to give you something to laugh at today, yeah. to give you a little crossroads where you can say, Oh, look, yeah. My options are before me. Right. Like, it's right. either funny that I dropped this Rubbermaid bin full of Legos that I was trying to put over my head on top of something. That <laughs> I either, just color coded. That I, it's either funny <laughs> or it's not funny. Choose this day which you will follow. Like, ask the Lord to give you something, something little where you can see that and you can mm -hmm. just be like, yeah. all right. And, not, yeah. and don't start with things. Don't start with things like, I laugh instinctively when my toddler says that no. he hates me. No, no, no. Don't, no need no. to start there. Start with something more. And again, we're talking about discomforts and trials. We're not talking about tragedy in your life. No. You know? Um, do you have a tip? Um, I did. I had one. I do too. What's yours? You do yours first while I try to remember what well, mine was. Well, mine... I suppose it depends on when you listen to this. If you're listening to it right this instant, there's a delayed gratification. But my mother-in-law just, they just released oh, yeah. a series of little phonics readers for your beginning readers. And it's like 40 little readers, I think, four sets uh -huh. of 10 or something like that. And she taught kindergarten for 40 odd years and she knows what she's about with teaching kids to read. And Can she, people sign up on a wait list for this? I don't know because I haven't gone and looked. I know that they just released these books and they sold out. Like in the first day they sold out. But they're called Chickadee Readers. They're super cute. They're more interesting than those ones yeah. we all are tired of. And um, but I'm sure they are reprinting them. So I don't know if there's a wait list or if you just have to watch for it but chickadee readers that's my big hot tip is she helped she didn't actually teach our kids kindergarten because she wasn't living in moscow at the time but she's taught christian school kindergarten for years and years and years and classical school for the last yeah. you know long Anita stretch. taught and she teamed up with jan sawyer who taught at logos for years and years and they were co-teachers together for a good long bit i think my those 
two women are just fantastic kindergarten teachers and they yeah. taught my oldest six. Well, they all taught, had one or the other of them. Well, one or the other of them taught all my kids to read too because some of mine had yeah, Jan. Yeah, and yeah. then the ones that I homeschooled in England, Granny would come and teach them over <laughs> Christmas break. <laughs> well, they're, they are, it's, that's really cute. Those are yeah, super fun. They're very fun. So that's Becca's hot tip. That's from Canon Press, but it also has its own little website called chickadeereaders.com. I'm not going to give you guys my tip for making Christmas gift tags okay. until I'm done canning tuna. When yeah. I'm done yeah. canning tuna, the time will be right. Um, I'm trying to think what my... I know I had one. I know that hmm. the hot tip was upon me. Hmm. But no longer, huh? Oh, yeah, but I guess it's fading, fading away from mm -hmm. me. No. Yeah, all right. Man, especially when, I love how you think of it and you're like, good tip. Keep yeah. that one in mind yeah. for the podcast. Yeah, for but later. low when the time comes for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Do I have a tip? Nope. Got none. Yeah. Well, sorry about treasure it. Treasure it up for next time. Yeah, sorry about it. Next time, I, what I should do is start a note in my phone about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Except all the notes in my phone are things like cheese, 72 inches. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what color is it? Ecru. What about Bob? Mine <laughs> <laughs> see things like times 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, what is it yeah. though? What is it times mm -hmm, 20? Mm -hmm. What's the thing? Sometimes in my notes, I'll find a little like. You know how, oh, here's another hot tip. I'm full of them today. Becca, make it. If you for my feel lack. like you really need to respond in a Facebook comment fight thread, just type it up in your notes. Leave it there. Delete it later. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally I'll find one of those where it's like, should I say this? And I'll put it in my notes so I can ask Ben, should I, sh I say that? I shout not. And he'll be like, no. Oh, like, there's a right. there's a big the Facebook <laughs> comments is a that's a real grabbing a passing dog by the ears yeah. opportunity. Yeah. You're like I got I got enough trubs yeah. as it is. I know. So I know. there's that. Anyways, yeah. all right, all right. I guess I have well, no tips. All right, and we'll see if we podcast next week. Given the Grace agenda is coming hard at us now. Neener, neener, neener. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. All right. Until next time, everybody. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.